Hi there, and welcome to Tick Tock. It's time to talk. I'm your host, Hel- Helen Tick, and I just want to thank you so much for being here today. And I hope that you all are having a great day. And I want to talk about, it's time to talk about three powerful words. And I know that everybody's probably heard them before. You've probably seen them on t-shirts. You've probably seen them on plaques and people make wood plaques and all these awesome sayings and stuff like that. And we just probably have seen them written and maybe they've even been read to us. But the words are faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love are very powerful words, and I want to talk about each one. And before I get started, I just sense that some people need to know that you were created for greatness. You are here for a reason, and you have a purpose for your life, just so that you know that. There's so many people that I know are discouraged and, and down and all of that, but There is so much hope. There's so much that you have a purpose for in this life. And I just want to encourage somebody out there because we need to know that we are created for greatness. We are created for greatness. And you have a purpose to do something in this world, even for such a time as this. Even no matter what's going on in the world, you have a reason. That's why we celebrate birthdays is because we celebrate the day you were born, the month that you were born, the hour and the the year that you were born. We celebrate you. So you came into the world for a reason. And sometimes we don't know what that reason is, and we don't know what it is that we're here for. And I think everybody has always, there's, everybody has asked that question. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What, I, what am I living for? You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have or the things you have or don't have. It's about what is your purpose for being here? And a lot of times it's to encourage others. It's to create something, to make something that's never been, to open up a business that's never been or a new business or whatever it is, whatever your talent is. So I just want to encourage you out there that you have a reason for living. And so live life on purpose. So we're going to get started today, and we're going to talk about faith. So what is faith? Well, it's written, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things that we don't see yet. That's in the book of Hebrews 11.1. So when we look at that, faith is a substance. So How do we get that substance? What do you mean by that? Well, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we have to go to the imagination station. And I know that sounds kind of childish or whatever, but in order to have faith, you've got to see things in your mind. You have to see it. Like people that have created things or created a song or created a dress or built a house or whatever, you have to see it in your mind first. So that is going to the imagination station. And so you have to have faith to, be, to believe that you can build a house, build a building. Um, you have to have a foundation and design it and all of these things. There's so many things that we have faith and we use our faith every day, but we don't even realize it. We don't even know it. 
So faith is something that we're hoping for. It's a substance that we can see in our mind and in our imagination is what it actually is. And God has given us an imagination. Every single person upon the face of the earth, he's given a seed of faith and he's given us imagination. He wants us to use imagination for good. And I know some people don't. And if we look at back in the day, why, why there was the flood, it was because there was, everybody on the face of the earth except no one his family had wicked imagination. So I just want to encourage you to use your imagination for good because when you do, then you can create anything and you can use it in this world and you, it, you can be so blessed by it. I mean, it can prosper you in so many different ways. So faith is a substance. It becomes tangible and we're hoping for it. We, we know if we believe in it, we will receive it. So a lot of times we have things in us. Just like I was saying earlier, we have faith in us. We have belief systems. We, but we need encouragement to know how to release that, how to release faith. So if I had a credit card and, I, and it's new, and I have $10,000 in the bank, but I never call the 1-800 number to activate my card. Even though that money is there in the bank, I go to use the card. I swipe it. I put my chip in. It's not going to be used. I can't draw any money out, and I, I just I can't use it because I have not activated it. So we have to activate our faith. And there is, like I say, there's a lot of things that we do by faith. Um, we get up in the morning by faith. We plan our day by faith. We get in the car and expect it to go by faith. Sometimes it doesn't always work that way. But by faith, we get in things and we do things expecting them to just flow and, and to go about our day. But faith for believing, even in God, you know, we have to believe that he is. And there's a scripture, um, Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to, believe, to please God. And so how can we believe a God that we don't see? Well, it's all by faith. How can we believe the word of God? It's all by faith. How can we believe in ourselves? It's all by faith. So this faith thing is great. It is, I mean, you can activate it and do things that you never thought you could do before. And that's what's so awesome. And that's why I love talking about this is because we can be anything we want to be if we use our faith. And there's a scripture also that says, um, God created the worlds, and it's by faith that we believe that. And so we have to understand that not everybody believes in God. Not everybody believes the same way, and that's okay. But I just want to activate something in you today to make you think. I love uh, saying things that make people think. So when we think about what we're here for, what it's, what's our reason, what are, what are we passionate about, we have to realize that 
we have also a belief system. And I used to do daycare and watching these children and the different families, you know, as licensed for 12. So I had 12 or more families, actually more than that, because they came at different times or whatever. But every family was raising their children differently. But we live in the same world. And when they would come to my home and whoever worked for me, I would have them, you know, do the things that in the ways that I wanted them and teach them the ways that I wanted them. So I would have some kids were newborn and they would be raised in my daycare for years. And some came at different ages and I would have them for years or for a short period of time or whatever. So our belief system is connected with our faith because I would watch these children and observe them as they were observing other kids and doing other things and stuff like that. So what I have learned is whatever we are raised with sometimes uh, builds our belief system. If you had parents that told you all the time that you were beautiful and, you know, you, your outward appearance is so great and all of these things. And so you have this idea of yourself that you are absolutely beautiful. You're amazing. So sometimes we need to build our belief system in our character. And that's what I used to try to do with the daycare kids is you are so kind. You are so loving. You are beautiful on the inside. And when we're beautiful on the inside, then it comes out on the outside and you just shine. You're beautiful. And people recognize that and people gravitate to that. So we have to believe in ourselves, And a lot of times we can have a belief system, whatever our parents told us, whatever our siblings told us, whatever school district we went to, whatever um, things, even our teachers, whatever our teachers have said, good or bad, builds a belief system in us. And a lot of times it's negative, which that really stinks. But we can always change that. That's what's so great about it. So we have to sometimes just sit down and analyze, what is it that I'm believing? What is it that I'm hoping for? What is it that I want to accomplish while I have my life here? And when we think about it, we have a short period of time. I don't care if you live to 80, 90, 100 years old. It's actually very short time compared to eternity. So we have a short window of time to, to do something that makes a difference. So in our belief system, we believe whether we can do something or not. If somebody told you you'll never be any, anybody, you're never going to make it in life, you end up believing those things. And believe me, I, I mean, I could give my testimony, which I'm not going to today, maybe someday, but you end up believing what you are hearing. So who are you listening to? What music are you listening to? Who are, who are your friends? Who are you hanging out with? And what are they saying? And are you believing everything that they say? Are you believing the words on the music that you listen to? What YouTubes do you listen to? What mu uh, music and uh, what movies are you listening to? All of those things build up a belief system. And they cause us to believe in our beliefs, what we believe in. So... If we have a good, powerful belief system that I can do 
all things. And there is a scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So we can do amazing things if we use our faith. And so I just want to encourage you today to activate your faith and, and take time out and just say, okay, so why am I here? I'm this age. What can I do to make a difference? Even if you're young, I used to do a youth group and it's so amazing to pull out talent that is in young people. Um, there are people, young kids that are so down. And uh, I remember, I just shared this yesterday with the man that helped me out here today or yesterday that there was a young girl, she was like 14 years old and I was just starting to take on the youth group by myself. We started out with a couple of couples, young couples, and it ended up just being me. So I wanted to do a website and I was not computer and still I'm learning more, but not computer um, wise. And she really was. And I knew that. So I took her for a day on a Saturday and I said, what is it that you like doing? And I couldn't believe it, but she loved antiquing. And at such a young age, I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm like, okay, so let's go to the antique stores. Well, we get there and her favorite thing was typewriters. She collected typewriters. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So we spent the day together and then she ended up coming back to my home and we started doing this website and she just like, boom, boom, bam. And there it is, you know, um, she's got a website going for the youth group. Well, we started talking and she actually wasn't even in the youth group yet. And she started talking and told me that she just got out of the psych ward because she uh, tried committing suicide. And I was so distraught by that. I was taken back by that. Like, what? Really? So I was able to talk to her. And I didn't need to know the whys or anything like that. And even though she shared so much of the whys with me. And so I was like, I need to help her in finding her talent or what is it that she really likes, which she's so good on the computer. What can you do? And I said, you know what? Why don't we try to create something for the youth group? Can you help me out planning the youth group? I'm here by myself. I need some help. And so the next thing you know, she was just like, flying with ideas that, and she ended up um, making and creating a lock-in, which I just was like, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, cool. You know, and because I was a leader, I could okay a lot of things. So she ended up creating this lock-in with the youth group. And we had quite a few kids at that time. And it was so fun. It was so amazing. And they got to bring their talents. And she ended up giving testimony that night of where she just came from, you know, that she tried committing suicide. And she was encouraging others to not commit suicide, to have a reason for living. And it's amazing. Just a short period of time talking to a young person was like, she knew now that she had talent and she wanted to use it and and she wanted to be somebody in this world. But somebody need, needed to activate the faith in her to believe in herself. 
And there's a lot of people out there that need to believe in yourself. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of encouragement. And I'm going to get emotional here. But it just takes whew, encouragement to know that you are here for a reason, for a purpose. And you can help so many other people. So anyways, that lock-in was totally amazing. Kids were um, singing. They were playing instruments. Um, there was a lot that were doing uh, gymnastics because that's what they were so into. And it was so fun. And we all got together and just got to talk and and just relate and and share so many things. And I think that's what people need nowadays is to just be able to vent. And we need people to listen. And we need to be heard. And so that is so encouraging. Uh, she just encouraged me, and I hope I'm encouraging you. So faith is our belief system to what we believe we can do, what what we believe, what talents are in us. And some people are so talented, so talented. And that's the thing is, what are you passionate about? What is it that you love doing? Is it art? Is it writing poetry? There was a man that I worked with that just by talking to him, I found out that he wrote songs and he was into, I think, like heavy metal writing or whatever. But this was so cool what he said. And he, he wrote songs and he wrote poetry. And he wrote a poem for his wife and he gave it to her for her birthday. And she did not believe it came from her, from him. She thought that it was something that he got off of YouTube or, or some something that he looked online. And he was like, no, babe, I wrote this for you. This came from my heart. And she was just like so blown away by it, so blessed by it. So this is the thing. Everybody has talent. Everybody has gifts. And it's, it's sometimes you might not know what it is, but by talking to somebody else or seeing somebody else use their talent, you're like, hey, I know I can do that. I, I can do that too. And so I just want to encourage you, whatever your talent is, use it. Just use it. And we need faith to, to use it, to activate it. So sometimes it's that imagination. We're in the imagination station. We're like, okay, I know I can do that, but I don't know how to do it. And so we need, sometimes we need destiny helpers. And that was something, like I say, that's something that I prayed for was destiny helpers. And that's why I'm here today because this Orin neighborhood television, other known as on TV, these people here are so amazingly awesome. And anyways, I just want to throw it out there. 248-393-1060. If you have any talent, call this number and they will help you. And everything is for free. It's so awesome. So anyways, um, back to faith and belief system. When you activate your faith, you can do anything. And it's so amazing because Jesus said we can move a mountain by our faith. And some people might say, yeah, right. But you know what? God has put the same faith that 
he has in us. So I want to get to that. Okay, so faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you might not see it as of yet, but you're hoping for it. So when God created the earth, okay, so he created the the earth, the heavens and the earth, and he even used faith. And this is what's so powerful, so amazing. He created the earth, and it was null and void, and it was dark. Now, God is light, and there's no darkness in him, but he spoke things into existence. So here it is. Bam! Let there be light. And I'm sure he yelled it louder than that. But you go to the imagination station and just picture what that looked like. Let there be light. And boom, there it was. And he saw it. And light was there. And when he saw it, he was like, wow, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This is awesome. This is good. And that's what he said. This is good. I can do something with this. So he has faith. God is faith. He is love. He's all these things. That's what's so awesome about him. So he saw in his imagination station, in his mind, he saw it. He believed it. And then he spoke it. He spoke it into existence. And that's why in Proverbs, it says 18, 21, it says, there's power in the tongue. It shall give you life or death. And so when you speak life, boom, it comes into existence. And that's what I want to speak to you today. Life. I just speak blessings over you today. Blessings. Be blessed in everything you do. I just speak blessings over you in the name of Jesus. So God created faith and he said in his word that he's given every human being a measure of faith. And it's up to us to activate that faith. And it's up to us to believe that he is. And it's up to us to believe that whatever we do, we can prosper. And so these are things that a lot of people don't know that are in the word of God. These are powerful words that God spoke, faith, hope, and love. And so Without faith, we can't please God. So if we can't please God, then we can't receive a lot of blessings. He, oh my gosh, he is the father of lights and every good thing, every good blessing comes from him. And it doesn't matter if you're Christian or non-Christian. It doesn't matter if you believe or not believe because he blesses the, the just and the unjust. He blesses the believers and the non-believers. And how, how is that? Well, if the sun is shining, he is shining the sun on everybody. If the moon is out there, it's out there for everybody. Every good and faithful gift comes from the Father of lights. So he blesses everybody. He is love. And he. I just want you to know this too. You are loved. You are so loved. And I know that's one of the powerful words we're going to get to. But in, in this session today, I just want to speak on faith. And I just want you to know that you can use your faith. So 
there's so many things that we can look into in the Bible that talks about faith. And when Jesus came to the earth, and even, I mean, even looking at that, there's so many different examples in the Bible of men and women that used faith. And when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, who was just a teenager, and said, guess what? You're going to have a child, but you're going to, you are going to have and bear the, the Christ child. And she said to the angel, but how? I don't have a husband as of yet. You know, I haven't been with a man. And he said, the Holy Spirit's going to hover over you and you will have the seed planted in you. And therefore you will have a child. And this is what she said. Okay. I mean, can you imagine what her mind is thinking? Like, oh my gosh, how am I going to explain this to my mom and dad? How am I going to explain this to people? But you know what? I know that you're an angel. I know you're standing right before me, and I'm believing that you were sent from God. You told me that you were sent from God, and I'm believing by faith what you are telling me. So she said to the angel, as you have spoken, so be it. So it did come to pass, and she had the Christ child. So that is an awesome example of faith. and. Another example that just keeps ringing in my head right now is Abraham. Abraham and Sarah. This is another faith walk. God spoke to Abraham, and his name actually first was Abram, and his wife's name was Sarai. I think I'm saying it right. I don't know. You can correct me if you want to. But they were older, like much older like way older, like 80s, 90s, and they did not bear children. Well, in the olden days, it was it was almost a sin if you didn't have kids. And it was like, what is what is wrong here? God didn't bless you with kids, with children. And God spoke to Abraham, or Abram, before he was Abraham, and he told him that he was going to bear a son. And, of course, Abram's like, what? Now? <laughs> now that I'm way older? And he said, yes, you are going to have a son. And it's you are going to be the father of many nations. He's like, wow, really? But he knew God's voice. And so he believed it because he had a relationship with God. And he knew the voice of God. So when God told him these things, even in the New Testament in Hebrews, it said that Abraham was called a friend of God because he believed God in what he said. He believed that he was going to be a father of many nations. Now, I won't teach that story, but I'm just highlighting what happened because it's a really in-depth story. It's just really awesome. But God spoke to him, and what's really awesome is this. Sarah was in the tent, and she was listening. And God said, I'm going to change your name to Abraham because you are going to be a father of many nations. 
So he changed, God had that right, and he changed his name to Abram, to Abraham. Sarah, Sarai is in the tent, and she is laughing like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to have pleasure again, is what she said. And how can this be, you know, when I'm like in my late 80s, I think she was in her 90s, actually, because Abraham was 99, close to 100 when he, when they had the child. So God intervened and said, Sari, which he, or Sari, and he changed her name to Sarah because she was going to be the mother of many. And this is what's so awesome about that story. God says, Sarah, are you laughing? And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble now. No, no, I wasn't laughing. And she, he says, this is so awesome how God is. He says, yes, you were. You were laughing. So to me, well, let me finish. He says, you are going to name the child Isaac because Isaac means laughter. Isn't that so beautiful? So what I get out of that story is what is so amazing is they heard the voice of God. And as God was talking to Sarah's husband, she heard the voice of God too. And that's why she was laughing. So I just want you to think about that. Does God speak to us? Absolutely. And do we have ears to hear? If we train our ears to hear, we can hear the voice of God. And I'm telling you, he is the most awesome thing. That, not thing, but he is the most awesome father. And it is just amazing when he starts talking to you. I mean, then you just can't get enough. So anyways, back to the story. Sarah was laughing and God looked at her and said, you are laughing. She's like, yeah, I got caught. And that's when it was okay with God because he understood that I'm doing a miracle here. I'm doing something great. And it will be where people will know that it was the hand of God. And it is something I'm blessing you with because, Abraham, I see your faithfulness. You serve me and you love me. And so they had the child and there's other things that happened, but like I say, I'm not doing a lesson on it, so I'm not teaching it, but um, someday I would love to. So anyways, the whole thing about it is they ended up having faith to believe and they didn't do everything perfect. They didn't do everything right in the story. It tells how um, they actually had another son because they got tired of waiting for the promise and all of these things. And God is a merciful God and he forgives us. And even in this story, God forgave them and, and still blessed them with Isaac. He was the promised son. And in the end, even like I say, in the new Testament, it talks about Abraham that he was a friend of God. And to be a friend of God, to be a son of God, not just a bondservant, but a friend, a friend of God. And there's songs out there that 
um, talk about it too. So if you want to YouTube those, those are awesome. So these are the things, how we use our faith. David is another example in the Bible of great faith. Here he is, um, a shepherd boy, another teenager in the field. And he had this awesome relationship with God. And I think nature causes us to have an awesome relationship with God too. He was always outside day and night. He was attending the sheep and he talked to God all the time and God talked to him. And so there was a battle going on and he had 11 other brothers, big, strong, mighty brothers. And David was just a little guy. And so he went back home and his dad, Jesse, told him, I want you to prepare a meal and I'm preparing all this food and all this drink. The battle's going on and I want you to take this to your brothers. And he's like, okay, dad, or whatever they called him back then. And so he goes out to the field. He goes to his brother's to give him the food and all the drinks and everything. And he's looking and he's like, what's going on here? And there was this giant Goliath and the, they, he was, the Philistines were fighting the Israelites, which David's brother and David were, they were Israelite people. And David knew his God. And he's listening to this. And this Goliath giant is like talking so obnoxious and like, yeah, bring out your man. Whoever can fight me, I'm going to have you. I'm going to kill you and we're going to win this battle and all this stuff. And and David's like, are you serious? And nobody would go out there and fight him. And Saul was the king back then. And he had all this armor on and and David runs up to him and he's like, why aren't you guys fighting? And his brothers are like, get out of here. What do you think you're doing? You're not even in the battle. Go back home. Go attend to your sheep. And he's like, no. This guy guy is defying the God that I know, the God that I serve. And how dare he? And so he just is like going up to Saul and saying, can I fight this guy? And Saul's like, sure, if you want to. And he gives him his armor, you know, helmet and the, the breastplate and the sword and all this. And David is so small, he he can't even practically carry it to put it on. And he's like throwing it on the ground. He's like, I don't need that. I, I can't even walk with that stuff on. And all he had was a slingshot and five smooth stones. And he went out to Goliath. And Goliath, oh my gosh, he was having fits. He's like, oh, really? What is this? And he's, he's like, what do you think I am? Some dog? You bring out this scrawny little boy? What is up with this? Come on, man. What, what is going on here? And David gets so upset. And he says, you come out here with your sword and your spear, and you are defiling my God. He goes, you come out with all of these, all this armor. Well, I come to you in the name of the Lord and I will have your head today and I will take your sword and I will slice your head off today. Well, it's called today. And oh my gosh, Goliath was having enormous fits. He's irate. He's like, bring it on. So David 
in the power of God and, and knowing his God by faith, he is like activating his faith. He is swinging this slingshot with this rock in it and he nails it and he flings it and that stone by faith hit him, hit Goliath right square in the head and the huge giant falls to the ground. David runs up to him, takes his sword out and slices his head off. And that's what they did back then. Back then it was like, oh, it was called um, wars of slaughter, battles of slaughter. But the Philistines took off running. They were like, what? There's our leader and he's dead. So there again, a story of faith. And sometimes we read these Bible stories and we just think, oh, yeah, that's a cool story. But you know what? When we go to heaven, we're going to meet David. We are going to actually meet him. He is our our brother. You know, it's like that story really did happen. So if that really happened, what can you do by your faith? What can you do? No, we're not going to go slay giants with a real sword because our time is different. Yes, we have wars. You know, the Lord even said we we have wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and diverse places and there's going to be famines and all these things. But when we look at faith, you know, he said, you know, I was just recently questioning because I just recently went through a huge, huge battle, spiritual battle. And that's the thing that we're in now is a spiritual warfare, a spiritual battle. And I was like, how do I overcome this? And when I started um, asking the Lord and he guided me in the word and he told me, we overcome the world by our faith. And I was just like, wow, wow. So, you know, the things that I was seeing, it was like my, my eyes were unveiled to a lot of stuff that I was seeing spiritually and it was ugly and I'm not going to get into it, but it was like, I have to overcome this by my faith. So Helen, you need to get your act together and activate your faith and use it because you cannot be afraid. And these are the things that we have to realize in the hour that we're living in, we cannot look by sight. We have to look by faith. So do we see the invisible God that we serve? No, but by faith, we can know him. By faith, we receive his spirit. By faith, we receive his salvation. By faith, we, we understand that he, the baby, the Christ child was in Mary and we know that he came for a purpose. He taught the disciples and he died on the cross and he died for our sins and he died for every single person. I don't care where you are from, what nationality or who, what family you're from. He came for every tongue, tribe and nation he died for. And that's why you are so special in his eyes. That's why you are here for a purpose, for a reason. And this is the thing. We have to, by faith, know that he died on the cross. We have to, by faith, search out what he did on that cross. Because, you know, I always thought, well, there was three. You know, there was one man on one side, one man on the other, and then there was Jesus. What made him so different? But I didn't realize all that Jesus went through, and that's for another time, 
probably another teaching. I love teaching on that too because everything that he did on that cross pertains to our life today. If it wasn't for the cross, where would we be? And I found myself saying all the time, everything pertains, uh, goes to the cross. And it really, really does. Our faith does. Everything that we do basically goes to the cross, what Jesus did. And that's why we can live a victorious life because he has given us peace that surpasses all understanding. There's things that we go through in our life that we don't understand. We just can't wrap our heads around it. There's things that you go through in your personal life, um, maybe relationships, uh, maybe, I mean, there's 101 million things that people go through. And one thing is that my mother taught us kids, whatever you go through, always remember there's somebody worse off than you. There's somebody going through it worse off than you. And that always helped me in my circumstance. That always helped me in my trial that I was going through is I knew somebody else was worse off than me. And, and I have come across people that have had it worse than me. So anyways, all of these things that we do is done by faith and Whatever our belief system is, we have to look at what are we believing in? Who are we listening to? You know, if you have somebody that is telling you um, or teasing you, you know, there's a lot of bullies. Yes, there's a lot of bullies in school. And is it right for them to do that? Absolutely not. Most bullies are so inward um, where they don't have enough belief system to believe in themselves, so they have to uh, overcome by bullying somebody else, and it's not right. And there are even adults that bully, and I have been bullied by adults and know that it's not a good feeling. Um, So we have to pray for those people. But anyways, who are you listening to? What are you listening to? The things that we listen to create or build build up our belief system. So is it good or is it positive or negative? That's what I'll use is like a battery, okay? Sometimes we have to analyze and, and sit down and really think about things. Is what I'm listening to, are the people I'm listening to, is it positive or negative? And if it's negative, usually if it's negative, we have negative thoughts then. And we have negative thoughts about ourselves. Low self-esteem, introverted, and all this shyness. And all of these things happen because of negativity that can come into our life. But when you are positive and you are around people that are positive, then you have joy, you have peace, You have strength. You know, when we think about it, if everything in our life is coming into us in our aura or however we want to, in our space, and it's all negative, it's going to affect our emotions. It's going to affect our health, our strength, um, even our, like I say, our health. We can become sick and all of these things. 
But when we are positive, that's why here's, there's a scripture for everything under the sun. And here's one for you. Laughter does good like medicine. So have you had your dose today? I have to have quite a few doses of laughter to make it through the day. And here's the thing too, being single, sometimes you have to encourage yourself because there might not be somebody around to encourage you or there might not be somebody around to laugh with or whatever. Have you ever laughed by yourself or laughed at yourself or just out of nowhere thought of a thought that is hilarious and funny? I have done it many times and so many times I, I say, oh my gosh, if somebody was listening or peeking in the window, they would literally think I'm nuts, but I'm not. Really, I'm not. But we have to sometimes encourage ourselves, And there are times where I have out of nowhere thought a thought that happened that was so funny that I, I remember it as being funny and laughing at it back then. But it came to my mind today, so I'm laughing about it. And next thing I know, I got tears rolling down my face. And I'm there by myself. And it feels so good to laugh. And sometimes we have to cry. Sometimes it feels so good to cry and just let it out. Sometimes we do need to vent and go to other people and let it out to people that we know, people that we can trust and people that we know that's not going to laugh at us or go and tell somebody else. So I just want to encourage you today to live life on purpose, to activate your faith, to know that you have a reason for living and a great purpose. So I thank you for joining me today, and I want you to have a great day. Until next time, I pray that the Lord blesses you, that his face shines upon you, that he gives you grace, grace, uh, how do you say that? That his grace is upon you and that he gives you peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. He is the Prince of Peace. Have an awesome day.